Good morning. It is Monday, October 30th, five minutes after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. He's an honorable man and a conservative leader who makes Indiana proud. I wish him well in in his next endeavor. We wish him well in his next endeavor. Isn't that, that's always the email. Mm-hmm. So. Somebody leaves the job. Much success in your future endeavors. My favorite thing, and this is not quite the case under our new ownership as it was our old ownership. Mm -hmm. There were two types of emails when someone left. (laughs) One was, Rob Kendall is no longer with the company. And one is, Rob Kendall is moving on. We wish him well in his future endeavors. And by the way that email is written, you can tell what went down. Yeah, and they always always end if it was like some sort of... uh, if it was by force rather rather than choice, it was <laughs> it was very brief. <laughs> and I've never understood, Casey. You've been in, in management. Um, I owned a radio station, but it was not like near the size of this sort of company or the one before us. Why do you even have to send an email? Period. Because it seems like almost everyone gets gets the word, gets the email. Yeah. Why? Why? All you have to do is just tell one person, and it'll spread well, pretty but, quickly, like, right? I mean, even if it, whether it it is the glowing, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, he's going to save children in the Ukraine versus. Uh, no longer with the company. His last day is <laughs> fill in the blank. Like what? 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 Well, why I think is... that the no longer with the company. That's a security thing. Obviously, if you end it on bad terms, you don't it? want to somebody who doesn't know that they're no longer with the company letting them in on a weekend. Is that so, it? Yeah. Okay. And but if it's uh, if it's a uh, happy trails, yeah, we're gonna miss you. Yeah. I think that's just being, you know, transparent with the fellow. Okay. Coworkers. I've just always wondered why there's always an email. Well, you got to let people know one way or the other. But I don't know 90% of the people that aren't here anymore. Like, I don't know them. Freda Jones, her last day will be October 31st. Didn't know her when she was Never here. Never even met Freda. Best of luck. <laughs> we, right. we always joke, too, about the... Uh, about the people who take the PTO mm-hmm. and they'll announce it to everyone. To everybody, in case you need me. I've never, ever met Doug Johnson. <laughs> I don't know him. Doesn't work in the same sphere as me. I don't even know if we've got mutual coworkers. I'm mm-hmm. like, but I need to know, Doug will not be back until November the 3rd. Why? <laughs> just in case you need him. He wants you to know. Shouldn't you just put the thing on your email? If Because if I'm going to talk to Doug, mm-hmm. here's the email. Doug could have the auto Get response. The auto response. I, why do I need to know? Why? <laughs> of course, we're talking about Mike Pence. who <laughs> his, has His auto response is, Mike Pence is no longer running for president. <laughs> Check back with me later, right? <laughs> Uh, Jim Banks said it's time Uh for Republicans to unite and do everything we can to win back the White House in 24 to save our great country. Yeah. Uh, But yet he called Mike Pence an honorable man. Well, sure he did. Mm Mm-hmm. So where does this leave us now? Well, it leaves Mike Pence without a job. With a dwindling field. And uh, it leaves... No, Casey, let me have this for a minute. Okay. You can have the rest of the show. Let me have this. Oh, go for it. It leaves Mike Pence exactly where he deserved to be, on his back, without any viable path to make terrible public policy going forward. And um, Mike Pence is 
not going to make it to Iowa because people viewed Mike Pence as a very disingenuous person who spoke out of both sides of his mouth, depending on what room he was in. We've played many times the audio on January the 4th where he's telling the people in Georgia, hey, yeah, there's all sorts of concerns and we're going to get to the bottom of this and we're going to hear those concerns. And then he has spent the past two and a half years acting as though he is some sort of person who should have a monument constructed to him in Washington because he did the exact opposite of what he promised to do on January the 4th. He's playing both sides, isn't he? He's trying to be the uh, the victim and then also the leader. Well, and, and this is because Pence has always been kind of the anointed one. And I will tell you this. I mean, look, I, I first met Mike Pence, and this was probably April of... 2011. So this was before I had been in any sort of public office, any of these other things. They had asked me, they said, hey, we see you're running for this public office and we know you're going to win and you're going to be the guy. And so we are very interested in what you're doing. Um, Believe it or not, Casey, I had a website when I was running for public office and I said some pretty interesting things on said website. Some might even say they were highly inflammatory. Uh, Imagine that. And they said, well, we think you're very interesting and we believe you're going to win. And so Mike is probably going to be running for governor. And so we'd be interested in having you meet Mike and see if you guys are, you know, simpatico Mm -hmm. and maybe you can help out with the campaign. And I will tell you this. I met him at a hotel near the airport. There, There was me and like three or four other people who they were also looking at. And the all I knew from Mike Pence at the time was what you had seen on TV. I'd never been involved in the government before. I knew none of the things I know now. I knew, you know, no idea what to look for, how to decipher the bull crap from the reality. And the guy is, and probably to this day remains, incredibly charming and charismatic mm-hmm. in person. And you meet him and you're like, wow, oh my gosh, this guy is incredible. He is the guy. He's the blah, blah, blah. And there's a very famous photo of Mike and I together on that day that many people have seen over the years. But it's all crap. Like, I'm I'm sorry. The guy is like, he should be on an episode of American Greed because he is, you know, while he's not done anything illegal, he's basically the same elixir salesman, Mm -hmm. only it's politics rather than finances that the people are on American Greed. The, 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 The substance never matched the rhetoric. And in the case of January 6th, Mike Pence was put in a position where he was not in control. And he's not used to being in that position. So Mike Pence had to decide, right? Like January 4th, you're in front of this crowd in Georgia mm-hmm. and you know what they want to hear. And so by default, because Pence is a grifter, he chose the path of least resistance, which was I'm going to say what these people um, want to hear here. Now, the problem is then he gets back into his comfort zone, which is Washington, D.C. and the establishment, and he believes, well, hey, the most politically expedient thing to do is not only not do the things that I promised to do just two days before, but then double down on what a victim I am and what a terrible guy Trump is. Casey, did he or did he not? Change his tune. Yeah, did he? On January 4th, he says, mm-hmm. I stand with Donald Trump. Yeah. Well, everybody knew what Trump was asking for on January 6th by January 4th. It wasn't like this thing came out of left field. And people saw through that. And they saw you stand for nothing. Mm-hmm. And this is why he's done. A lack of conviction. Yeah. What do we think, though, of Jim Banks's tweet saying Mike Pence is an honorable man and a conservative leader who makes Indiana proud? Well, Jimbo's another one of these guys, right? But, but he's a big Trump guy. You know, he's been endorsed by Trump and he's endorsed Trump. So 
why is he saying that? This is just boilerplate, right? This is just, he's saying it because this is what you say. Good luck in your future endeavors. Casey, I know that people can't see me right now on the, the YouTube feed. Let me make sure. No, people cannot see me on the YouTube feed, but you can. So you tell the people, mm-hmm. I, am, I, am, I, am I or am I not looking into the camera right now? I'm totally looking into the camera. So let me be, I'm being as serious as I possibly can here. Jim Banks is another grifter. And this is the overwhelming problem in our society, which is why nothing gets done. You're right. How could you possibly square Donald Trump with Mike Pence? But yet to Jim Banks, who has proven he will do whatever needs to be done to elevate himself, i.e. voting for Kevin McCarthy 15 times and then voting to save Kevin McCarthy, yet lamenting all the stuff that Kevin McCarthy is doing, Jim Banks knows in Indiana, the politically expedient thing amongst the establishment, which Jim is now in bed with because he's been endorsed by Holcomb and Hupfer Mm -hmm. Incorporated, Mm -hmm. is to say, oh, what a great guy, Mike Pence. Oh, Mike Pence, a conservative leader. Oh, Mike Pence, the world is better off for Mike Pence having been involved. No, it's not. Mike Pence did nothing of any consequence in the U.S. House. He did nothing of consequence consequences governor he was just another guy cashing a check and taking up space okay well let's hear from uh, a couple of the people who were at one point running against mike pence to try to become president we'll start with vivek ramaswamy he says that uh, pence dropping out of the race is a service <laughs> to the american people i think that he is doing a service to the american people by making a focused debate about who actually leads this country forward. So whoever you're in the press, don't misquote that as some backhanded uh, neg on Pence. It's not. I think that's an honorable decision. And I mean that in a true sense. That's an honorable decision. And I think that it is one that maybe certain others in this race should also consider. It's honorable for him to leave because he was losing so badly. What the hell did he just say, Casey? Yeah, that's I, I don't get that either. He's saying that it's honorable that if you're losing the game yeah. by that much, uh-huh. you just walk off the field. It, like yesterday, the Colts game, right? At the end, <laughs> when it was pretty clear that they weren't going to win. Right. Would it have been honorable for the whole team to say, well, we're not going to win this one. We might as well just go to the locker room. Well, and again, it comes back to, and there are a lot of people who are very sad today who have made a lot of money off Mike Pence over the years who gave him terrible advice. They gave him terrible advice because it was beneficial to them. And instead of being honest with him and going, look, Mike, the reality is you made a choice. You picked a lane. It was the wrong lane to pick. There is no path in the Republican Party, especially when you figure out hey, you already have the de facto counter choice in DeSantis running. There's nothing here for you. The majority of Americans in the, that are Republican primary voters overwhelmingly stand with Donald Trump. They think you made a bad choice on January 6th, and they are especially angry about your doubling, tripling, quadrupling down over the past two years that you're not only made the right choice, but you're some sort of noble hero in all of this. And so the best thing for you to do, you've got a book deal, you probably get speaking engagements, Mm -hmm. just go do that. And hey, maybe in four years, if Trump doesn't win, then maybe there's a path. Now, not only has he, there's no path for him because he did so terribly this time. Chris Christie also said that Pence made the right decision by dropping out. Look, I think in in the end, it just means this race is narrowing, which everyone said that it would. Uh, Never goes as fast as some folks would like, but it is narrowing. It'll narrow more, I suspect, when we get to the debate stage in Miami. 
and uh, I'm going to be ready to take on Donald Trump when people actually do start to vote uh, in, in New Hampshire in particular. Now, here's another guy who probably should take the lead from Mike Pence and do a little <laughs> dropping out himself. I mean, I, I think they're all starting to see the writing on the wall here. It seems to me there are three viable candidates at this point. Yeah, you're, you're, you're right, Casey. And I, I thought Tim Scott was going to be one of those people. He clearly is not. Mm-hmm. And he should probably join the Good Time Fun Gang and get out. But you're right. You've got DeSantis. You've got Nikki Haley. You've got Trump. Yeah. And that's and then the other people I mean, who are hoping you, for a cabinet. If position. you've been running for five or six months for president and you're still at three, four percent, mm-hmm. it's not it's not happening for you. And just get out of the way. But as long as you have money to keep campaigning, why would you quit? Because it's still is still anybody, an ego boost. Well, sure. Is anybody going to care about Chris Christie the moment he is no longer uh, he no longer has a platform to say mean things about Donald Trump? No. So he's going to milk this mm-hmm. to no, New Hampshire because, well, why wouldn't he? He still has the money to keep going and he gets on CNN and MSNBC and the rest of the places. So why would he quit? He wouldn't. He's not so far, uh, unless he wants to be honorable. It is 18 after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It is 21 minutes after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So the weather is turning cold. There might have to be some alterations made to some trick-or-treat outfits. Yeah. A couple layers. Put that coat on over that costume. That always ruins it, doesn't it? Yeah. That's, You've worked so you're long. You're cheating at that yeah. point. Yeah. Worked so long to wait, get the wait, perfect wait. costume together, and then what? mom makes you put a coat on over it. Wait a minute. What do you mean you work so long? I mean, don't you just buy the costume at the Costumes RS store? I mean, is it? I mean, I know back in the 50s when you were a kid, they really had a lot of the handmade <laughs> costumes, but yes. I don't think that takes place anymore. Back when you were a junior producer. Producer. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but there's still, you know, the time and the research. You got to figure out what you want to be. There's so many options. Oh, yeah. Uh, your, your beautiful wife and I were talking about that this weekend because she asked about the Halloween and the costumes. Yeah. And we both agreed everything is sexy now, right? Uh, yeah. Sexy nurse. Yeah. Sexy, sexy doctor, uh-huh. sexy witch, yeah. sexy whatever. What's your it's- problem? <laughs> Would you like to badmouth America again, Casey? <laughs> You're, You're okay on quite a roll today. Okay What's the problem here? Okay, so for the second year in a row, we're seeing some double-digit inflation in the yeah. candy aisle. Gum and prices are up an average of 13% this month compared to last October. Okay, so you told me, and I could not believe this, and your husband was in huge defense of this, that you are actually going to hand out candy uh, he yeah. is going to hand out candy. He, he might want. Will to. he be wearing a flak jacket? <laughs> no, right? Well, I. He was totally dismissive of the danger of him opening the door for random strangers. For in your strangers, uh, and I was surprised because he bought a bag of candy, and I was like, "Well, that's great. Did you get one that we like? Because <laughs> we're the ones who are going to eat it." Yeah. Uh, because I'm in favor of just the lights out. That's the universal symbol, right? Yeah, right. For trick or treating, yeah. if the lights out. You don't go knock on that door. Right. Yeah. You just move along. Uh, so I, I don't know what he's thinking, but it'll be lights out for me. Yeah, why would he do that? <laughs> I don't know. Are you going to pass out candy? I know Hammer has a lot of strong feelings about this. Well, I, so I'm going to go. I'm going back and forth on this because I, I don't remember. Were you here or was it the other blonde lady when I tried to do the everybody just take a piece of candy 
at the door and then the guy took all the candy and I was going to try to tr- the kid stole the candy and I was I saw him do it in real time and I was running in the street to track him down then my wife was like you're going to get in trouble if you chase this kid down and I was like but he stole all the other kids mm-hmm. candy she's like it doesn't matter you are Rob Kendall how is that going to play out in the indie star that if you track this kid down and take it back from him? Yeah, that's probably not a good idea. So but you were trying to use the honor system, well, right? Well, I was because it was, a, I was look. I this, can't use the honor system. I have packages yeah, delivered yeah. from Amazon well, that are stolen. This is, you know, if you can't have the honor system in Brownsburg, you're not going to have the honor system where you live. Mm-hmm. And so this is the problem I got because I was trying to follow government rules. Remember Dr. Box, gynecologist? Mm-hmm. Remember her? She was the health commissioner. Yeah. Now she got COVID a whole bunch of times mm-hmm. despite being quadruple vaccinated and boosted and, and and following all of her own protocols, I'm sure. Oh, except for that time she went to that her son's wedding and she told everybody to wear a mask and then she wasn't wearing a mask. But that's that's old hat, Casey. And we were told by Holcomb it would not serve Hoosiers well to answer that. So we'll just move on from that. But um, I tried to follow her rules, which is just put the candy out in the basket and not mm-hmm. be around the children to right. not spread the COVID. Sure. And all the candy got stolen from the other kids. So this is where I'm torn. I can't be answering the door every 10 seconds because it's going to drive Olivia crazy and Bruce crazy. Mm-hmm. And yet, we are so trustworthy now, thanks to the, uh, well, uh, unchecked growth that they have created in the beautiful little utopia I used to live in on the west side, that you can't trust the kids now either. So I don't know what to do, Casey. What do I do? I want to help the children. Mm -hmm. I want to do something nice for the kids, but you can't trust the kids. I'm not going to disrupt my whole life for these kids ringing the doorbell with my dog and my baby. Mm -hmm. And um, You could sit out there with the bowl of candy. Casey. Put your coat on and sit out there. And then I could lecture the kids on politics. Because <laughs> that's what they want. They they want the treat. You'd be giving them the trick. So two years ago. <laughs> you're taking you're taking Halloween trick-or-treating as an opportunity to not? educate You them. know what I think I'm going to do? You know what? Now that <laughs> we thought, thought this through, I think this is going to be brilliant. Okay, it's so, so fun. So three years ago, during the election, I put... Um, I put a sign on the candy bowl that said, if your parents mm-hmm. are a Trump slash rainwater voter, take, take two. two. And if you're a Biden slash Holcomb voter, take one time you kids learn about taxes. <laughs> and uh, I ended up on the townie chatterboard, actually, in a fit of rage from some parent, which was my whole goal in all of that. Um, and everybody knew whose house it, house it was. Uh, here's what I'm thinking this year. Somehow we got to tie this into the swimming pool to educate the kids on how much it's going to cost them for the swimming pool. Mm -hmm. And maybe I'll name Lord Travis high ruler of the town of Brownsburg so the kids know that they're only getting one piece of candy this year because Travis is going to cost me so much money. And that's why. And his deceptive behavior. I don't know. So maybe let's think this through for tomorrow. I'll come up with an answer because tomorrow is Halloween, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. I'll think this through. Figure out what we come up with. Yeah. Another reason why candy is so expensive right now is because uh, cocoa prices are trading at a 44 four year high yeah so who knew chocolate was so expensive right now it's 27 after 10 it's kendall and casey on 93 wibc it's time to hear from you kendall and casey present voicemails brought to you by qc kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN Kevin, getting creative. Yeah, just just trying something new. Making a new intro for our voicemails. It's not a permanent thing, right? (laughs) Uh, I just wanted to try it out and see how it goes. All right. We'll we'll make a game time decision when we need to. Thank you. I can tell by your face you're not a huge fan. Well, part of the show is Mm -hmm. things that I like. And... (laughs) 
well, Ru- I'm a big Rupert Holmes fan. I know. And where else are we going to hear Answering Machine? It's like it's ever played on the radio. <laughs> to be fair, we have been using Call Me by Blondie a yeah, lot. Yeah, no, it's fine. Uh, I just want to make sure it's not like a permanent thing. I just wanted to add the official voice over it. That's the, okay. Uh, WIBC guy's voice. You got to experiment in all facets of life, Kev. You got to you gotta just step out on a limb sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as Bruce Springsteen once said, walk with me out of the out on the wire. And you got to you gotta take yeah. that walk. You got to break up the routine a yeah, little bit. Yeah, you do. Yeah. I think he was gambling a little, and uh, he no, it's fine. Got craps. I on just, that just one. Wanna, I, no, 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 it's fine. Now that I know it's not a permanent thing, I just had a momentary panic there because I was worried it was a mm-hmm. permanent thing. Mm-hmm. And as long as I know it's not a permanent thing, I wonder what the audience <laughs> thinks about the uh, the theme music. You know what's funny is we like chuckle about this, but we are as invested in like Kevin's going. I wonder if the audience's life is going to be altered. The people in Congress and in the politics <laughs> actually think like with the speaker debate, we must be here, or the people will be so disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> the things we laugh about here, they actually think. Uh, the phone number is three one seven six eight four eight four four four. That hasn't changed. If you'd like to uh, contribute, play along with your voicemail. Okay, so let's get to this first phone call. Did you hear? Um, Mike Pence dropped out of the presidential race. What? Yeah, he did. No uh, over, over the weekend, somebody called and had something to say about that. Now that uh, Mike Pence has uh, fallen out of the, or withdrawn from the uh, race for the president, are we still going to hear any more stories about uh, him while you were uh, working with him in the state government? Or <laughs> since he's uh, dropped out, are you going to drop off the earth as far as the uh uh, stories about him because I really enjoyed him and I was really hoping to hear some more. Well, we are here for our listeners. Well, Rob. that's the point. And, um, you know, it's crazy because, again, I'm told by the Pence people no one listens. And, you know, it's uh, apparently people are listening and they enjoy the stories. This is this is why the people down the street hate me so much, Casey, and by default you because you're associated with True me. association. Because I tell the stories like I experienced this stuff. And there's nothing I want out of it. You know, there's nothing I am trying to obtain out of it. This is the job I wanted. This is the job I always wanted. I have no desire to go anywhere else. I was a kid. This is where I wanted to work. Like, I'm not gunning for a job anywhere. I'm not mad or personally bitter. I'm pissed off for the taxpayers. And for about 10 years, I sat on these stories and said, I'm going to someday have a platform to be able to tell people about this. Never thought it would be here. But sure, yeah, we'll keep them keep them going. And look, here is the overarching theme of my experience with Mike Pence. And it it was very disappointing for me because look, I I went in working at the behest to state government, the behest of other people. I wasn't like, oh my gosh, I really can't wait to go work for state government. And part of the reason I went in, which was the state auditor's office, was because I believed in, it was still when I was naive to all this, I believed in Mike Pence. I believed in the speeches. I believed that he was going to be this transformational figure, Casey. And well, mm-hmm. if I could get a chance to help with that, then sure, let's do it. I didn't go to them. The The government came to me. And at every single turn, I experienced with Mike Pence, and more importantly, the people around Mike Pence, not people who are interested in helping the taxpayer first, not people who are interested in following through on the things Mike Pence talked about in his speeches, but rather people who were more interested, and in many cases completely interested, in protecting Mike Pence because he was the meal ticket. And so they were essentially protecting themselves. Mm -hmm. And Pence is getting his comeuppance. He's getting the end he deserved. 
And if from time to time there's he rears his ugly head back up <laughs> into society, then maybe mm-hmm. we'll have an applicable story. But but the the parting words on this is it was a guy who was more interested in the elevation of himself and the people around him were more in the interested in the elevation of him rather than doing the hard work that would have actually elevated him. Mike Pence could have been a transformational figure. Mike Pence could have been a guy who we are talking today about as a front runner for the Republican nomination for president. If he had just done the things that he professed to want to do in his speeches. But at his core, he was a guy more interested in playing governor or a guy more interested in playing congressman and the bravado and the entourage and the advance ops and the field workers and all the stuff that came with it. Mike Pence, when he showed up somewhere, he needed you to know that he was there. He needed you to know Mm -hmm. that it was a big deal he was there. Mm -hmm. Compared to a Mitch Daniels, who, and I've got all sorts of criticisms of Daniels, but one thing you will say about Daniels is he was not about the pomp and circumstance. He was about going where he wanted to go, doing the thing he wanted to do, trying to do what he thought was right or best or whatever, and then going on his merry way. And that's why Mitch Daniels largely remains a beloved figure. And Mike Pence, even in Republican circles, in many cases in the state, is a failure and despised. I always that's what I picked up on during the debates is every time Mike Pence was about to speak, he waited until the audience got very quiet, like he was going to say the most prophetic thing ever. Mm hmm. Because, it wasn't always. Because he was always treated like that. And look, I, I say this. Before I knew what was going on, I was guilty of that. Because I'm telling I am telling you right now, Casey, mm-hmm. when you meet Mike Pence in person, you are ready to storm the Bastille for that guy. Because he is charismatic. And he is a great speaker. And he is personable. And he, you, you like feel all the stuff when you meet Pence in person. And look, it's a, it's if you want to see what Mike is I think the Keel Brothers Oil Company is the absolute best example of that, what Mike and Greggy did with that little Keel Brothers Oil Company, where they are investors or owners or runners of this company, and it fails. And instead of manning up and saying, this has failed, I've got to do what's right, they just left state taxpayers holding the bag for millions in environmental damage, cleanup, et cetera. There's been many articles written about it. The The many people were not paid back the monies that they were owed and then they're just like well see ya i'm gonna go be a congressman and i'm gonna go be the governor you know and it's just like what that's not that's not the things you people preach yeah he's more interested in governance to himself rather than service to the people so he's look mike pence is now just a stooge he's done he has no chance to move forward if he ever ever rears his ugly head again then we'll start talking more about um what Mike Pence is, and I'll just leave it with this, and then we'll we'll be done, okay? And we don't have to do it top of next hour. (laughs) Mike Pence lied to the people of Indiana, and there's nothing Mike Pence or the Gravy Train Brigade squad is going to be able to refute with this because they know everything I'm telling you because I was there, Casey, Mm -hmm. and I saw it in real time, and I have all the stuff written down because I could not believe what I was seeing in real time. They can't refute it. That's why they'll never come in here and refute it. They'll badmouth me to the end, but they can't refute it. Mike Pence appointed a guy state auditor for political reasons who had no business being the state auditor. And Mike Pence and his people were told by multiple people, this guy has no business being in this position. They appointed him 
for political reasons, which maybe Mikey will man up someday and tell people why he did that. The guy was a disaster, as they were told he was going to be a disaster. They didn't vet him. The state party didn't vet him. And then they found a bunch of stuff that offended Mike Pence because he didn't do his job. So instead of manning up and telling the people of the state, I screwed up. I'm asking on this guy to resign so we can point somebody who is competent in managing the finances, et cetera, of the state of Indiana. He strong arms the guy into resigning in his office. As I was told later, he almost literally put the pen in the guy's hand to get him to resign. So naturally, if the guy's only been there three months, the media's like, well, why did why did this guy resign? Mike Pence went out the next day and instead of saying, I told him to resign because I screwed up and the guy shouldn't have been there and I'm sorry and I'll fix it. He looked the entire state of Indiana in the eye and goes, I have no idea why he resigned. That's a personal matter. You'll have to ask him. And I watched that unfold from the, from the shadows and said, this guy is a pathological liar and everything he says is complete bull crap. Now, I dare, I dare, I dare, I dare. Mike Pence or Karen Pence or Greggy Pence or any of the Good Time Fun Gang or the Gravy Train Brigade to come on this show and refute anything I just told you. They can't because it happened. All right. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Good morning. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Hammer's in the studio. You got a big week, don't you, fella? So I will not be here tomorrow. Where are you going to be? Give us all of the details. (laughs) I've got butt stuff tomorrow. First colonoscopy Mm -hmm. is tomorrow. That's Mm -hmm. right. You're you're of the age where they suggest you start doing that. And obviously, uh, any person that uh, is of that age should strongly consult their trained medical professional on when they should get that. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to do it. Um, And I I really don't know what to expect because if (laughs) if movies have taught me anything, I'm going to walk in there. They're going to tell me bend over a table. Dr. Conrad Murray is going to come out and give me some propofol. Hopefully he knows the right amount this time. Mm-hmm. Somebody will snap on a rubber glove, yeah. whisper in my ear, it's going to be okay. <laughs> and next thing you know, you know they're you know wrist deep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, okay. You're not going to know anything that's going on. They're going to put you to sleep far before any of that. The, the, okay. w- the worst part is the preparation, the actual mm-hmm. thing itself. My dad has had him several times. Obviously, mm-hmm. I always take him and it's just the the worst part is just the prepper. You got to drink the the slime, right? Oh, we've got the uh, the old Jones Kool Aid yeah. at home. Uh-huh. The, uh, <laughs> nothing <laughs> red, nothing red or blue. Right. So we've got the uh, Gatorade mixed uh-huh. with the potion. Yep. Yep. It's in the eight ounce individual mm-hmm. yep. Gatorade things in the uh-huh. fridge. Mm-hmm. And I'm basically doing Century Club this this evening tonight when I get home. You're gonna yeah. li- see. Too bad you didn't do your weigh in on a say a uh, win. Uh, was tomorrow Tuesday? Yeah. Because you be. Uh, You'd be in prime position. But here's the thing, though. Like, I knew I would have this coming up, so I ate like a hoss this weekend. I was on the road. I was up at Purdue. You Uh know, like, I wasn't trying to have a salad if I'm on a road trip. So, (laughs) um, you just ate like just a hoss, knowing that I'm going to be doing Crap Fest 23 later on tonight. What time is your appointment tomorrow? Is it in the morning? 1130. Ooh, okay. Yeah, kind of the earlier you can get it, the better, because then you get out of there and you can go eat and all that good stuff. Yeah. You're going to be waking up in the middle of the night to drink some more 
aren't you? Trick or treat to me. <laughs> Halloween. Okay. Where are you at with passing out candy to the kids? Casey and I had a spirited debate earlier about I think he's all in. You're all in. Is. I am. And I've kind of done a 180 on something as I've gotten older. And maybe it's because I live in Marion County. So I used to be the kind of guy when I was younger that would see somebody come up with no costume, a little older, and just, you know, trick or treat. And I think, man, you're not putting any effort yeah. into it. But now, because of the situation in Marion County, County, mm-hmm. I'm thinking, well, he's not out selling fentanyl. Yeah. He's yeah. not out killing somebody. Sure. The fact that he's here, just maybe this is the only meal this kid's going to have is the candy I give him. Here, knock yourself out, kid. Uh, because as I've, we've, Casey and I talked about, I'm torn on this because uh, I tried to do what Dr. Box gynecologist told me to do a couple years ago <laughs> and just put the candy in the bowl and tell somebody to take one piece. And then I saw in real time the kid take all the candy. I tried to chase him down in the street. My wife stopped me. Now I've got the baby and I've got the dog. And so I don't want to disrupt the baby and the dog, which means I'd have to do that to answer the door. But I can't trust the kids to take the candy if I just leave it out. So what is a person to do? I told him to sit out there with the candy and, and have a conversation with every trick or lecture, lecture the kids on local government. <laughs> You love that. Like, why wouldn't you do that? Like, I I can see you doing that when it's not Halloween. (laughs) Like, I can see you doing that on, like, August 15th. You know, just, you know, candy, come by for a conversation. Like Kramer when he's (laughs) serenity now. (laughs) Right. Hey, we have to point out something you posted, and I think this is the greatest thing in the history of Twitter. You can see it at Hammer Hammer and Nigel. Nigel. And it is... It is the photo of some guy. Who is this? Is this a celebrity? Just a stock photo of somebody passed out. Yeah, he's got a bottle of, what is this here? It's a, a liquor of some sort and an empty glass, and he's passed out with his face on the table, and he's simply... He simply captioned it, I am responsible because I happen to be the the mayor. (laughs) If you know, you know. Mm -hmm. If you've heard the election commercials or if you live in Indy, if you know, you know. It's on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at Hammer and Nigel. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. I laugh every time I'm looking at it right now, and it's just great. It's funny because it could have been real. That could have been the reaction that the incumbent had when the city was burning and stores were being looted out and people were being killed. Yeah, so like there's a world where somebody's trying to wake him up and he just goes, I am responsible because I happen to be the mayor. (laughs) (laughs) Sir, uh, sir, the city's being burned to the ground. The CVS is being looted. I am the liquor. (laughs) Isn't this race just awful? Like, and like, I'll be happy when it's done because like people are still giving us crap rob that we're pointing out that this really is this mayor's race in yes. indy is a race between a giant douche and a turd sandwich mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's not our fault that these are the candidates right like last year i supported the bejesus out of cindy carrasco i thought she would have been such a better uh, prosecutor in this county than Ryan Mears would have been. Um, And she lost 60 to 40%. That's kind of the breakdown of Democrats, the Republicans in the county. Hogsett feels like he's a little less likable than Mears even, Mm -hmm. which, I don't know how that happens. But Yeah, you guys are getting beat up pretty good. Leave Jefferson Shreve alone. And the thing is, it's a lot of these, and Rob, these are your people, these like young libertarian people who like complain to us all the time. You're you're the voice of the libertarian. I'm blaming you for it. They complain all the time. Well, how come you don't have candidate Billy Bob Smith on? Because, you know, 
Yeah, because that sounds like really riveting because, radio. Because they want like the city county council mm-hmm. people on, mm-hmm. and you you uh, just rip them right back. And I, I'll give the floor to you on why you don't have the city. We try to be nice and promote local government, but you're right for the most part. They're not very entertaining. No. Our job is to do a show. We want to inform you. We want to entertain you. We're Mm -hmm. doing a show. Billy Bob Smith, the Republican or the Libertarian that's polling at 5% in a heavy blue district, is probably going to be an awful interview, and it's not worth our time. We'll talk about it, but Nige and I are entertaining. Billy Bob Smith is not. And all of these trolls that go down the same checklist, right? Fake profile picture, Mm -hmm. not their real name. 12 followers. Right. Right. All of them, you know, this little cult of like super over the top libertarians, you know, win something or shut up. And then their their win. And I love this because then obviously you can't see it is you probably do what is probably the right thing. And I need to do this more often. You block them and then they post the screenshot of you blocking them as though they've won something Mm -hmm. for them and their 12 followers. Right. You know. I would never post that I've been blocked by somebody because it just shows you've been a habitual pain in the ass. Like, I'm blocked from some local sports guy in the city. I'm not going to mention his name. Apparently, he doesn't like my politics, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to put that out there and brag, I can't believe it. Like, it's not the win you think it is when you brag about being blocked. Did I tell you that there's somebody who we both know very well who works in this building who's been on this show before who was on this show and they had blocked me and I think they had forgotten they had blocked me and I just are you unblocked well I think they eventually figured it out and I guess they were probably hoping like I hadn't figured it out because at one point we tried to tag them in a tweet Mm -hmm. that they were on the show Mm -hmm. and it was (laughs) it's like this person's not showing up you can't I'll tell you off air who it was yeah because I'm trying to figure it out Uh, I know who it is now there's (laughs) there's somebody in this building who you know I've got beef with after he couldn't control himself well when it comes to politics I just can't control myself big fat that freaking man baby so and i went to management about it and i was like hey this dude who is in a management position is trolling our listeners this isn't good for business why don't you talk to him rob how did that go yeah he he, he told you that he, he just couldn't contain himself when he's talking politics you were outside my yeah, office and it's like you're involved in giving people guidance <laughs> hope a republican never shows up looking for personal help don't Bucket come to the fourth floor anymore <laughs> what's coming up this afternoon oh uh, what is today it's monday which yeah. means it's Moonshine Monday. I'm on a liquid diet oh, so yes. I can still participate. <laughs> Fantastic. Thanks, Amber. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. I